scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between counting their money right now in Las Vegas, Nevada, as the Raiders get it done at the Death Star. A double-digit win. The Raiders now 2-0 against the spread. The New Orleans Saints, for one reason or another, have been unable to start the season 2-0 since 2013. Meanwhile, Monday's injury report is in, and it ain't pretty, man. This is like a Sunday morning at a frat house, all right? Across the board, it's ugly. Uh, although, with all the injuries that happened, like really, most of them don't really have any impact on anything real besides your fantasy football team. <laughs> like, like really, like Christian McCaffrey's going to be out for four to six weeks. All right, whatever. Are the Carolina Panthers going anywhere? No. Were they going to do anything? No. What impact does it have on anything in the real world besides your fantasy football team? None. You know what? It's just more time for him to sit around and take those annoying pictures with his hot girlfriend uh, that he does. Uh, all the time. Yeah, we get it. You got a hot girlfriend and you got an Instagram account. Good for you. Uh, Sam McCaffrey's going to be out four to six uh, weeks. Um, Saquon Barkley's out, but whatever, man. Saquon can't get it going with the New York Giants. Their ground attack actually got better with Gallman for one reason or another. When Barkley was out, it's like bizarro uh, world. The San Francisco 49ers are like a real team that's been hit the hardest, except truth be told, I knew San Francisco was screwed coming into the year. And if you didn't know that San Francisco was screwed coming into the year, then evidently you don't pay attention to the National Football League very closely. Uh, because if you lose the Super Bowl, all right, you lose the Super Bowl, things don't go good for you after, all right? Yeah, where, where do you want me to start? All right, Carolina, Cam Newton was the MVP of the league. That wasn't even that long ago, all right? He was the MVP of the league. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost. Cam Newton's playing for a million dollars right now in Boston, all right? The Carolina Panthers are a joke. The Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl and lost and are still a disgrace and an embarrassment years later. They've never recovered. They keep blowing leads. They've never, they've, they've, they've never been the same. Never been the same. The Rams, the Rams are sort of back on track. How did they do last year? Terrible. All right? McVay was embarrassed. It is what it is, man. You lose the Super Bowl the following season, you're going to be screwed. And San Francisco's screwed. They're getting the old Joan Collins special. Drew Martin steps up and in Las Vegas, Nevada. It should be interesting. Sin City in the house. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portridge, late night, continues. I am Renzi throwing it down. Great stop with Paul Bovey kicking it. Um, Bovey's living the life. Uh, Laguna Beach uh, style. <laughs> Laguna Beach uh, style. We're now joined by another jet setter, actually. Hard to keep up with Drew Martin. Costa Rica, although I partied with Drew in uh, Costa Rica, and it was a good time. Um, Costa Rica, Florida, um, Las Vegas, Atlanta. Hard, hard to keep up. Uh, with Drew Martin bats, but he's kicking it and he's living in Las Vegas, uh, living La Vida Loca 
in Las Vegas. And even though, Drew, I know, you know, things aren't normal uh, in Las Vegas right now fully like they normally would be, but I still got to believe there's still a massive buzz in the air just on the streets, people with their Raider gear. They've been wearing the Raider gear for three years, bro. <laughs> um, the Raider gear, the buzz in the streets, the buzz at the book, and everybody won. The Raiders won. I imagine everyone's in a good mood tonight uh, in Sin City. Drew Martin, straight from the strip in Vegas. How you doing, Drew? Dave, I'm doing good, man. Always good to be on with you. And uh, you're right. I mean, tonight was like the most livest night I've had in like, it seems like a year plus, but I guess since, uh, you know, the, the, the pandemic started. And you're right, man. The sports book, I watched it at Caesars. It was, it was a wild atmosphere. You know, there was who that chats. And then, uh, you know, the, the Raiders fans were going at it. So it was good to see the Raiders win. And you're right, man. Vegas, the Strip, it, it, it was a really fun night. So it's a good night to be here in Las Vegas. You know what's funny? When I see people are, like, surprised. They're like, oh, I'm surprised. There's a lot of people at the sports book. Oh, I'm surprised. Like, look at the gambling action. I'm like, are you really? Are you surprised that degenerate gamblers are betting in the middle of a virus? Like, you know, I would. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we got to get our bets in. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, like, if it was like, if there was like a war and bombs were falling around us right now, it would suck, but you'd still get a bet in, right? If you could, if the league was open. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, hold on a second. There's a bomb going on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Yeah, get to play in. My lowest point ever, I think, Drew, this was years ago, bro. <laughs> this is long before, like, you know, the the the, the you know, all the, the states have and everything. Is uh, I called a bookie, bro, Christmas morning. All right? And it was like 10 in the morning. <laughs> it was like 10 in the morning, Drew. And I could hear in the background, Donnie, Donnie, when are you coming back? I want to open my presents and stuff. And I thought, oh, my God, like, you're, <laughs> no. you're really... You're just like an evil person calling this guy in the morning. But, hey, he's a bookie. And hey, it was Christmas Day. Yeah, NBA was on, Drew, right? And, uh, you know, and uh, the old blue and gray game. Remember the old blue and gray game on Christmas Day? College football, man. I lived for that, right? Uh, that's how I got my Christmas Day started, oh, some uh, college college football betting. So um, we'll get – I want to get your take, uh, Mr. SEC, on, on, on the SEC kickoff, but – I'm assuming you had the Raiders tonight, right? You know, what, it's funny you ask. Yeah, actually, I did. Right before kickoff, you know, I'm just like, gosh, I need to put something on this game. I didn't really feel like there was a lot of value either way. And when the line was moving, I'm thinking, well, if somebody knows something, I'm going to jump on it with them. So, uh, yeah, just, just something to, to, to watch the game with and have something to root for. But, you know, I, I do feel like the Raiders are kind of my team now. Living in, living here in Las Vegas, I, I I've always kind of felt uh, you know kind of a little closeness to the to to where you're living. You're a guy that's moved around, Gabe, and and when you bring up like Atlanta, when I was living in Atlanta, you know that's when the Falcons, you know they they let up that twenty eight to three. I don't even want to bring it up because it was I was living there. I was at a party, you know, and then they lose that game. And then I come here to Vegas, and that, that, yeah, I'm, I'm a Raiders fan now. So I, I had a little something in it. And, you know, it's a good night to be out. And it's funny when you bring up the, the bring, you know, have to get a bet in. Because you said something about, like, you know, bombs dropping and, and everything like that. And I'm like, you know what? We're in the middle of a pandemic, and the sports books were packed. It was packed, Gabe. And, and 
you know, they even had seats like outside the sports book. And, and you're right. People are going to get a bet down no matter what's going on. You know, what, if there's a war going on, people are going to find their bookie. They're going to find the sports book. They're going to watch a game and they're going to put a little money down. It's, it's like human nature almost at this point. Yeah, because sports, sports bettors are the most, like, you know, dedicated to what they're going to do. They're going to get their bet in. I brought it in before. I bet under every circumstance. I've gotten bets in, like, horrible situations, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, funerals and, like, the whole night. You're, give me the Sixers plus the points. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, okay, thanks, thanks. It's like it, I always think, too. It, it was and even people I love. Even people I love, too. But you know what I mean? I remember, like, um, you know, I remember look, my, 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 my grandfather played for the Montreal Canadiens. And I remember the day of his funeral, I was very upset. And um, the Montreal Canadiens were playing that night. My grandfather played for them. I was like, how the hell was I not betting on that? You had to night? bet them. Yeah, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, you had like, to. Well, exactly. See, you <laughs> think like they do. Like, you think, no, you just left your grandfather's funeral. No, no, you're not going to a bar to watch the Canadians play the Penguins, are you? Yeah, you're damn right I am, and I'm putting $2,000 on it in his memory, and there's no way they're going to lose. And the Canadians won. See, you, you said the same thing. You're like, oh, you have to yeah. bet that, right? You have to bet it, right? Yeah. I was like, you got to at least put a nickel on that, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. It sounds crazy. Most people tune in, they're like, dude, you guys are laughing. Your grand- I love my grandfather. Yeah, I loved him, but like you said, it's one of those deals. You got to bet it. You know what I mean? I remember thinking, too, wow, you know, I got to get this play. And I'm like, there's no way they're losing. There's no way they're, they're losing. Uh, same thing. I remember my father was passing away. And, you know, it was bad. It was like Saturday night. And he passed away on the Sunday. But, you know, he was kind of, you know, going. And I'll never forget, there was a UFC that night. And I remember thinking, I was like, wow. Whether I bet or not, it's not bringing him back to life. And and I better, I was like, he wouldn't want me to be broke, Drew. That's what I thought. You know what I mean? It's like, what well, does he want me to be broke? And yeah, poor, I mean, he you wouldn't want me to like, do it. Yeah, yeah, he would want me to succeed, right? Yeah. So I swear, I went 6-0. and I, I, I forget that night. I went 6-0. <laughs> I never cracked a smile. I, I looked. I didn't even watch. I was at the hospital. I didn't look. Now that I remember I, I saw in the morning, I was like, oh, look, great. I went 6-0, and whatever. Well, I didn't get any joy out of it, but. The bet still had to get put in, Drew. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I love hearing that, Gabe. And, and yet you're, it's nothing to feel bad about, you know? I, I bet you he would have wanted to, to, to see you enjoy, you know, like get, getting the bet down. So uh, it, it's something that just runs in the blood, and it's something all of us sports bettors have in common, man. So uh, may they rest in peace, and uh, I, I'm sure they're smiling down on you, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad, like um... – me and Cam Stewart have done the uh, the Gamblers uh, Gamblers Anonymous test before, and uh, there's twenty que- <laughs> there's twenty questions. That. No, no, it's not good, Drew. <laughs> like basically, it's like, <laughs> dude, like if you if you answer like anything more than like four yes, I guess you've got a problem. I was nineteen and one, bro. The only thing I never yeah. committed a major I never committed a major crime to gamble. A major crime, true. You know what I mean? <laughs> a major. It's like if you ever committed What's the definition a major of crime. A major crime? I, 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 that's what I thought. I was like, wow. Wow, that's that's kind of an open-ended question, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh Drew, Drew Martin uh kicking it with us. It's true. 
uh, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, we, we're sports fans. We're hardcore. That, that's what makes the passion of a sports fan and a sports better. There's a line in Seinfeld in which they were talking about sports, and Jerry said, he goes, oh, I, I could read the sports section if my hair was on fire. You know what I mean? Like, he'd still read the sports section type <laughs> yeah. thing. And it's true. And I brought it up before. Put, let me put it this way. If let's say let's say Roger Goodell, bro, okay, you ding dong, you're at home one night, Drew, your doorbell rings, you go open the door, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, punches you in the face, sucker punches you in the face and walks away. <laughs> you're still watching the NFL on Sunday, like no matter what. One hundred percent. Yeah, you'd be like, I hate that Goodell. He punched me in the face, but give me the money on the Rams. You know what I mean? Like, you'd still you'd still watch. All right, we'll, we'll get in on this on the uh, on the other side here. We'll get into some SEC football. It's SEC kickoff. Pretty crazy. They're coming out of the gate with some big-time football games. Sports Race Late Night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. Uh, we brought it up earlier. And, you know, I told you guys about this. And Drew Martin uh, with us. Drew Martin Betts, uh, sportsmemo.com. Uh, and uh, more. Follow him on uh, on Twitter for all of his uh, his videos. He's killing it on Periscope in Vegas. Great college football picks uh, so far this year. We're off to a great start on the college grid uh, as well. Um, but it, so next week, you know, we have the SEC kick starting this weekend. Next week, you got the presidential election <laughs> on Tuesday night. Uh, Major League Baseball, the playoffs start next Tuesday. And I don't know, Drew, if you've taken a look at a format, but that's what we're here for, to keep people ahead of the curve. But so next Tuesday, there's going to be the four. There's eight teams per league making it, right, 16 teams. So the four, all eight teams in the American League are going to play on Tuesday, next Tuesday. No National League games. It's kind of strange. I wouldn't do that. I'd mix it up, but whatever. It is what it is. So they're playing all the American League games. It's going to be four American League games on Tuesday. And then on the Wednesday, the other four American League teams jump in and the National League teams jump in. So there's going to be four National League games and then four American League games on Wednesday. And... And then Thursday, and then and then it goes to the National League. We'll have one day later in the week on the Friday. But long story short, bro. So next Tuesday, the the baseball playoffs start, Drew, on the 29th. You got the presidential debate. Monday night football next Monday is the Ravens and the freaking Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson. Baseball playoffs. Wednesday, eight playoff baseball games, bro. All day long. It's going to be like March Madness, but baseball style. Eight baseball games, and oh yeah, the NBA Finals start next Wednesday night. You want to talk about uh, busy time with the sports book, Drew? It's a busy time. Drew Martin bets you're going to be betting a lot. 
Oh, Gabe, I mean, I can't wait, man. You bring up the fact, you know, March Madness, but for baseball, that sounds awesome. March Madness is my favorite time of year as a sports better. I mean, the presidential debate, I wasn't even thinking about that. That's pretty wild. Same thing with NBA. Um, not to mention NFL and college football are pretty much in full swing. So sports betters out there have, uh, man, have, we have a lot on our plate, man, a lot to handicap. So, uh, you know, can't be sleeping in too much, man. And then starting to look at the college football card, even for this week, we got the big boys kicking off, you know, big 10, they're getting their act together. Who knows? Maybe even the PAC 12 jumps into this. And then, uh, we got the SEC kicking off this Saturday. So, Oh, man, it's a uh, full-time job, to say the least, Gabe. Yeah, I'm glad the SEC's kicking off. It was, yeah, listen, I watched that Marshall game, <laughs> the the Marshall versus uh, App State, <laughs> and, you know, it was okay. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? But at some point, I'm like, all right, all right. You know, and listen, I, I'm not, I, I like all football, and I, I cash with it. It was more the broadcast crew. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, you can really tell. Like, this sort of, you know, these guys kind of getting their big break uh, here today. Um, so, yeah, man, the the SEC. So talk to me here. You're an Auburn Tiger. Um, they're they're laying seven and a half here. What about Kentucky? Aren't Kentucky rebuilding right now? And Auburn's pretty stacked right now as well. What do you make of uh, the seven and a half point uh, spread right now, Drew? What's your what's your quick uh, preview Auburn Tiger preview of the season coming up? Yeah, Gabe, I, I definitely want to hit. I, and, and I also want to say something about you said about the announcers, man. And, and you're right. It makes a big difference who's announcing the game and how big the game feels. But, uh, you know, overall with, uh, I guess, the SEC, you know, with CBS taking it, I feel like CBS has really good announcers. And talking about the Auburn game here, Gabe, now it's seven and a half. It opened up, what, nine, nine and a half with Auburn at home. I kind of feel like Kentucky's a little bit underrated here. You know, Gabe, last year, the Kentucky Wildcats, what they won eight games in the SEC with a wide receiver playing quarterback. You know, I, I don't know how many teams could have done that last year. So I feel like, you know, roster, roster-wise, talent top to bottom, I think that Kentucky's pretty underrated coming into this year. And you talk about Auburn, yeah, they're at home, but you're not going to get the full advantage of Jordan Hare. Yes, you have your sophomore quarterback in the second year, you know, after his first offseason of being the starting quarterback. That's a bet-on scenario, especially with Gus Malzahn. It's just, I feel like Kentucky's a little bit underrated here, and it's something, a theme I'm going to look for this week. There's some big numbers in the SEC. You know, we got Auburn seven and a half. That's not even a big one here. We got LSU laying more than two touchdowns. We got Ole Miss catching two touchdowns at home. I mean, Alabama's laying near four touchdowns now. They're still facing SEC teams. I'm starting to worry that the uh, the dogs are barking pretty loud here in the SEC game. Yeah, I find it interesting, actually, Drew, that you get a lot of these big-time programs that normally get a, uh, a scrimmage uh, in before, right? They're not coming out of the gate. You know, yeah. like they're they're not coming. You know, Georgia's not usually coming out of the gate playing Arkansas, or we should say, you know, look Mississippi State. So, so let's talk about some of these. Let's blast through it. So, all right. So you're a little hesitant. You're not running to the window right now to lay the points. Listen, they said Nick's is going to win a championship there. Said so this kid's going to win a championship uh, for us. They're confident. They say they like his confidence. They said he's much more. He's matured a lot in the year, uh, like you like you would expect a a, a sophomore. Uh, to to do, I like the kid. You know, I, I like the kid. 
uh, completed 57.6% uh, of his passes last year, uh, 2,542 yards, total 23 touchdowns. Team went 9-4 and four last year. Uh, you know, we'll see, man. You know, we every I know you guys, man. Every, there's a lot of pressure on Gus Malzahn, though. Let's just put it that way, isn't it? The expectations are high. Like, people, are their patience are running out here with this guy right now, even though uh, there's been success in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, Gus Malzahn, I always feel like like he has one of the toughest jobs in the country. Now, granted, he gets paid, gets paid very, very well to do it. But when you have one of, if not the best college football coaches of all time as your main rival two and a half hours north of you, your job is very, very difficult. And not to mention for this year, Gabe, talking about Auburn, two of the, what, first 46 overall picks of the draft were your two defensive tackles, and, and yeah. you have to replace that up front? I mean, you're losing a bit. You're losing two big boys up front that – Keep in mind, you were one of the best teams in the country with a true freshman as your quarterback. Now, yes, you're going to take you know a big step offensively, but defensively, how much are you going to take a step back is what really worries me. And now you're asking them to win by margin here, seven in the hook. I know it's at home, but still, Gabe, yeah, it's just something I'm not comfortable doing. It would be Kentucky or pass. I'm just going to watch as a fan, though. Total is uh, 47 and a half right now. Florida Gators, dangerous football team, program going in, you know, not just the right direction, but to the top. Uh, you know, the, the Mullen's a great coach. This perfect fit for him. Of course, he was the coordinator when when Urban Meyer uh, was there. And then at Mississippi State, he was always waiting for this job. He got offered other jobs besides being at Mississippi State. He was always just waiting for this one. He gets it. They're laying 14 and a half. What about this? Uh, what about Mississippi State and LSU? So um, they listen, LSU. You want to talk about losing talent, and not just Joe Burrow, but they lost NFL players. They, you know, Jamar Chase uh, opts out. Um, you know, Jefferson's gone. Joe Burrow's guy could go on and on. Uh, as far as LSU, not to mention they've constantly had COVID. It seems all the time this team, um, and, and then they're laying a ton of points here against Mississippi State. Are Mississippi State uh, a live bulldog, so to speak? I mean, I, I feel like just LSU laying this this many points with so much to replace here. I mean, they broke a record. You know what? 14 players drafted overall. 10, it, it, it was just record after record here. And it's just a big question mark. So when you ask, you know, do I want to bet on it? Do I want to bet against it? I'm not 100% sure. I will say this. You know, Mississippi State going on the road. Yes, I like Mike Leach. You know, his press, his press conferences are, are second to none. But it's a, it's a situation that I'm actually looking to phase in the sense that it's a new system. The quarterback has to, has to learn a new system. I know it's not the most difficult offensive system, but it's still not a bet-on situation. So sidewise, I, I'm just going to sit back and, you know, kind of see how this one goes. 16 and a half, 17. If you made me bet it, I would probably be on LSU. But actually, going after this total, and it's ticked up a little bit here, Gabe, 57 and a half, that's a lot of points. You know, don't forget, these are two SEC defenses here. I'm sure LSU is going to reload defensively. And Mississippi State having to learn a new system is not a bet on situation. I would look for both offenses to sit on the clock a little bit more. Keep in mind, LSU, you know, as up-tempo as that offense was last year, 
Not sure you're going to see that same production. I kind of like this under of 57 and a half now, Gabe. You know, what's interesting. Exactly. Mike Leach is now the quarterback at uh, Mississippi State. Um, so it, it, that's kind of unique right there. But for just for people that are unaware right now, K.J. Costello, Drew, right? K.J. Costello, former Stanford quarterback, um, is out there uh, as well. As you mentioned, so it's a new system, limited amount of practice. It's, it's tough. It's a lot of points. I got to tell you, I'm inclined to be looking at the underdog here. Like, I'm trying to talk myself into the underdog. Uh, I am. Georgia, Georgia's like 26 against Arkansas. We can't talk SEC without bringing up Alabama. Mizzou's mil- missing a million guys due to COVID. Uh, Bama's laying 27. Mac Jones named starting quarterback. What's your take on the Bama-Mizzou game? You know, just real quick here, Gabe, I, I was looking to be on Alabama and kind of lay the points, but I did not expect this big of a number here. And, uh, I mean, if you made me bet it, I would be on Alabama, but I was looking to bet on more, a little bit more closer to three touchdowns, not four touchdowns, Gabe. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. First game of the year as well, right? Out of, out of the gate like this. Like I said, normally Alabama. Uh, Alabama's used to playing big-time games, actually. You know, they they played USC. They played Michigan. Uh, in week one, but it's different with Nick Saban. Normally, you can kind of predict like how he's going to pick. All right, we'll wrap up with Drew on the other side. Hang in here. Drew Martin, Pat Sports Rate continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Drew Martin Betts kicking it. You can uh, follow him on Twitter at uh, Drew Martin uh, Betts. Sportsmemo.com. Drew is uh, all over the place, including... Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, and it sucks, Drew, because I was definitely going to come down for the Buffalo Bill game, uh, Buffalo Bills, and uh, and the Raiders. That was uh, that's what I circled on the calendar for my first, uh, you know, my first uh, trip uh, to to that stadium. And you were you were talking earlier about um, about um, you know you sort of become fans of of the teams and the cities that you're in. And I've lived in a lot of different cities as well. Um, you know, fortunately, I'm a Dodger fan. So when I lived in L.A., you know, that that was a natural fit. New York has a million teams. And, you know, the Yankees didn't need any support. The Mets were like the losers of the town. And I was making money betting on the Mets a lot, on the underdog. So but when I lived in Vegas, you know, I was all in on UNLV basketball. <laughs> like that, that was cool in those days, going to UNLV, um, UNLV uh, basketball. Uh, game. So uh, Drew Martin uh, bets. Uh, you can get him on Periscope. Uh, get him on. Uh, get him on Twitter uh, as well. And as I was talking, uh, Missouri, twelve guys out. Twelve guys out. Uh, COVID. Yet 
the the question is like is it is it 12 real guys or is it just 12 kids that uh, you know are on the team out of the 138 guys that are on the team and Nick Saban Nick Saban is generally one of the more predictable coaches in college football all right and I I've been making money off of Nick Saban over the years and I'm not talking about like because of his greatness and stuff but pretty much like betting against him but you got to know when to do it like Nick Saban. Like they, Alabama can generally name their score at all times, right? Like they, they can name their score at all times. And, um, and when he plays, you know, there's so many coaches that are in his coaching tree. Like number one, like he doesn't run the score up on coaches that are friends of his. He just doesn't. Number two, he never covers point spreads that are like above 24, 25 points. Um, um, it, unless it, Unless it's against a team he wants to send a statement to, all right? If he wants to, that's what I'm saying. So in this game, it's a lot of points to be laying. As long as Missouri isn't completely useless, right? Like, can't they can't they cover the point spread uh, in this game? Alabama get uh, Alabama get uh, Texas A&M the following week. Texas A&M aren't gonna like totally suck. So, like, you know, that that's a game that they're going to have their eye on. And I'm just thinking in this pandemic, short practices that, I don't know, are they looking to run the score up as much? Can Missouri hang around here a little bit? I'm just stating I wouldn't be running to the window to be uh, betting on uh, on Alabama here. Gabe, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. You know, it's interesting that you bring up Nick Saban as a favorite, you know, is one bet. But Nick Saban as a huge favorite is a totally different bet. I, he really doesn't look to run it up too much. And when you bring up the fact that Texas A&M is who Alabama has on deck, and Texas A&M is a sleeper. Nick Saban knows that. I'm not looking for them to really run it up here. You know, could I see them winning by three touchdowns, just shutting it down? Absolutely, especially because they're the ones on the road. If they were at home, it would be a little bit different. You bring up the fact, you know, Nick Saban against his his uh, former assistants. It's also a situation here with Georgia and Arkansas, the one you touched on. We got, what, 50-and-a-half being the total with Georgia laying 26 or 26-and-a-half or on the road. And sure enough, Sam Pittman, the head coach for Arkansas, he was the Georgia offensive line coach for the last three years. So how much yeah. is Kirby Smart really going to want to go into Fayetteville in his first head coaching appearance here, talking about Doesn't want to embarrass Sam him. Pittman for Arkansas. Yeah, and, and run it up on him. I don't think that that's really a, a situation that's going to likely happen here. So I'm kind of looking towards the Arkansas Razorbacks, you know, plus the four touchdowns here, Gabe, at home with that kind of thinking that you were just talking about. Yeah, Alabama open up with Missouri. Then they get, uh, they get Texas A&M. All right, Drew, so we'll get you out of here. Uh, in a in a minute. So as far as college of football, I know I can't catch you off guard here. So the UAB Blazers, UAB Blazers minus seven and a half against South Alabama. Any opinion on the first game up in the rotation this week? I mean, the Thursday nighter, you feel like you kind of got to bet it. I mean, first off, these teams are uh, you know rivals. You know to say, you know, just Birmingham down to. Uh, Mobile, yeah, you know, yeah. 47 and a half the total, minus seven in the hook on the road. 
Uh, the Blazers are a bet on team. I will say that, you know, Bill Clark and company, I feel like, you know, coming off of the, uh, the, the national television loss to Miami, uh, I feel like Miami's a little bit underrated, so it made, it made UAB kind of look a little bit worse than they really are, especially because they didn't get the cover, although they kind of played like they should have for about three quarters of that game. Um, seven in the hook, I'd kind of wait for it here, but as the market pushed it up from four and a half to seven and a half, not sure we're going to get the seven flat here. So, But if we do, I would, I would like the Blazers here, Gabe. Uh, Drew, I'll get you out with this one here. I Listen, we talked about the App State Marshall game a little bit. And, you know, for the record, if you watch that game, Drew, you wouldn't have known there was a pandemic going on, right? Like, uh, Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, is going to watch that and go, what the hell? Dude, it was packed, bro. <laughs> like, it was packed. Like, I swear to God, I'm watching, I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's like, you guys, like, wow. Like, I was figuring, like, no one's stepping in here and saying, all right, guys, this is a little, little bit over the top with the amount of people here. But uh, so listen, Marshall got it done. But with that being stated, App State are a good football team. Their bubble gets burst. They were in the top 25. They closed in the season top 25. They had that little hype coming in. I don't know. It was a weird game for them. They just couldn't get anything going uh, last week. But I bet on Campbell last week because as we've been talking about, I'm a DJ, all right? And they covered, okay? They covered getting all those points. This is a bad spot for the fighting camels right now. App State are going to be in a really bad mood. But is it too many points, 36 and a half? I think App State could, like, beat these guys, like, 52-3 or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, especially coming off that lackluster performance. Sean Clark's really going to look to kind of, you know, App State has put together how many head coaches in a row here that have gotten big paid money in the ACC and the SEC. You know, Sean Clark's got his uh, eye on that. The, the first-year head coach here for App State. Zach Thomas, the senior quarterback as well. You know, he's not going to want to end his tenure in June, um, you know, with a down season. So, overall, App State, always a well-coached team. Is something I'm looking to bet on, especially Boone, the highest elevation east of the Mississippi, a really good home field advantage there for App State. I guess it looks like the early indications are, you know, what seven touch or no, 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 35 point favorites here. So five, five touchdown favorites. Ah, it's always tough to lay that. But uh, yeah, if you're making me, making me bet the App State game, App State at home off of a loss, I'm looking to be betting on App State, Gabe. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, well, since it's Campbell's Soup and Babano, our boy Babano's the soup man, Campbell's Soup tackle like Babano would, um, or like I would, uh, actually. <laughs> like, there, there's there's going to be guys wide open, bro, like, in this game. Like, there really is. They're going to be like, you know, App State can name their score, right, obviously, but I think they will be pissed off. And, uh, well, time just flew by here, Drew. Really appreciate it. That Louisville-Pitt game is going to be a fun one. We'll see how uh, the Ville can respond after – uh, getting beat up. You talked about it. Listen, I knew De'Ara King was good. Uh, I, I wasn't a surprise to me. I, I know all about the Houston Cougars, but I'm not a big Manny Diaz guy. And, you know, we've heard that how the U has turned a corner and oh, this year is different. We've heard it so many times, right, that I couldn't buy in. But that's eh, pretty damn good football team. I'll give them credit. Like, there's, there's definitely a belief that uh, De'Ara King – brings to the table but uh, drew martin's great with college football you guys like college football you definitely got to follow drew on twitter in las vegas drew martin uh, bets drew great stuff uh, buddy thanks a lot uh, for joining us great stuff we'll catch up with you next week man
Yeah, Gabe, thanks for having me. Always fun with you, Gabe, and got to get down to Vegas soon. And that Florida State-Miami game, I really like Miami in that one, being at home in that atmosphere when Florida State is at Miami. One of the more unique and fun atmospheres in all of college football. It's like a party the whole game. Those two teams kind of hate each other, yet kind of love each other. So I'd look to be on Miami there at home. I'm not a big Manny Diaz fan either, but the new offensive coordinator, Rhett Lashley, Derek King as the quarterback, that's a great combination. They're going to look to score some points and look to go with the accelerator down. So I, I would look to lay it there with the home team and the Hurricanes. Gabe, always fun with you, man. Be safe, and uh, look forward to doing this more often, buddy. Hey, great stuff, uh, Drew Martin. Thanks for the time, man. Drew Martin, bets uh, kicking it with us. Great stuff uh, with Drew, as you can see. College football uh, big uh, is his passion. Um, you know, Drew lays it down on uh, most sports, but he loves. Uh, how do you not be a college uh, football guy um, when when he went to Auburn, uh, right? So, yeah, great, great stuff uh, with Drew Martin, bets. And, yeah, you know, listen, we all knew that De'Ara King was going to be good. We all know that De'Ara King is good. But we've seen, you know, we've heard this. It's been a long time since the Miami Hurricanes are actually really good. They had that little glimpse when they were jumping up and down like crazy when their ch- turnover chains and all that crap. Yet, I don't mind it. I'm not like an old grump. Like, all right, all right, all right, put that chain down. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. But my old deal was settle down. We haven't done anything. You know what I mean? I'll tell the guys, if I was a coach, i said, say, listen, you guys go 10-2. and two. We go 10-2 and two, we win the Orange Bowl. I'll give you, you all get a chain, all right? <laughs> you can dance around all you want. But, you know, you know, in a, in a 14-14 game, we turn the ball over. I don't need 50 kids putting on a, a video, you know, Beyonce video on the sideline, right? Like, concentrate on the damn game, all right? Like, it, it became a distraction, that stuff. And I get it. You got to, and uh, listen, I totally understand. You know, in, in today's college football world, all those little gimmicks and gadgets are a big deal, and, like, the kids kids like that stuff. For the record, the Miami Hurricanes are 11.5-point favorites in this football game against Florida State. Uh, the Mike Nor- Norvell era has started the way, I don't know, like, Willie Taggart's ended, and I don't know. There's, there's something. I don't know what's going on at Florida State, Tallahassee. Like, it's, it's, it's not just the coaches. They keep going through different coaches. You know, you got a bunch of blue chips, but I don't know. Maybe they're not all blue chips, these kids. Like, are you recruiting the wrong kids? Are they being miscoached? Like, you know, whatever it is, it's not working at Florida State. And they've tried all, you know, I everyone thought, listen, you can't bury Mike Norvell after one game. But now he rolls into the U, a 2-0 U team. Miami, 11.5 point favorites. I don't know if Florida State can keep up, to be honest. I don't know if they can keep up. Notre Dame's a good football team, too. Notre Dame's a very good football team. They're 2-0. They're laying 16-and-a-half against uh, Wake Forest. Uh, but, you know, college football almost feels like it's starting for real now that the SEC jumps in. And, like, really, like, the, these games, like, we got some big-time games. You know, we got some big-time games. Some, um, you know, we've got games with national championship playoff ramifications out of the gate. And, like I said, these teams aren't used to playing. A lot of these teams aren't used to playing big-time games out of the gate. Is someone going to get caught speeding along the way? UCF are a fun team, but I'll tell you what. Uh, we were talking about Campbell. Campbell um, Campbell's in trouble here. App, App State are going to be in a very, very bad mood. 
you know, in this in this shortened season and stuff, there's going to be no mercy, man. App State are going to murder them. Lay the points. Uh, lay the points for App State. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait late night, thanks to Drew Martin Betts and Paul Bovey. Uh, Houston Astros. Houston Astros uh, loss gives the Oakland Athletics their first division title win since 2013. Oakland wins the American League uh, West in a year, to be honest, in which, what does it mean? Nothing. And that, that's the problem with this. You know, I get it, whatever, but. You know, you did this for money. You know, you had a shortened season because you were both idiots and you could have played earlier, but you didn't because you're both useless. And I'm talking about the players and the owners and Manford and everybody. It's not Manford, just the face of it. Um, And now you add this, but so what? So you win a division. What do you get out of it? What do you get for winning a division now in this format? Good for you. You get to play a best of two, three series like everybody else with no fans. So what difference does it make? Like, honestly, like, oh, oh, they're they're competing for the division title. It's like, yeah, so what? And what? I guess you want to be the higher seed. I guess it's the pride thing. And honestly, teams will milk milk this stuff. And, you know, you know, a season ticket. Oh, you know, we're division champs. They're going to raise their ticket prices and stuff when fans are allowed uh, back. Um, but speaking of which, of uh, of does it matter? Seeding will decide who bats last in the World Series, which kind of makes sense, right? You know, obviously the the higher seed, um, the high the higher seed, and of course, like the World Series, this is very unique. Like baseball, we've got something we've never seen before, which is you know pretty much rare to say, but we've never had a baseball playoffs like this before. We've never had 16 teams in the playoffs. We've never had eight playoff baseball games in one day. We've never had the National League and the Championship uh, League Championship Series being played on neutral fields. Um, And then conversely, the World Series uh, on a neutral field in Texas. The higher-seeded team reaching the World Series will have the last at-bats in game one and two, and it did in game six and seven. Not necessarily the team with the best record, the higher seed. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. 